0: Welcome to another episode of the Access Vikings podcast. My name is Andrew Kramer, joined by Chip Scoggins and Ben Gessling of the Star Tribune from U.S. Bank Stadium, where I still don't believe what I just saw. The Minnesota Vikings somehow completed the largest comeback in NFL history on Jeff Saturday's Colts on a Saturday. 33 to nothing. They trailed at halftime. Um and I guess Chip, I want to go to you first. Just as the columnist, you had to have been already writing your story that they were cooked, dead, and done.
1: Yeah, I think um, as wacky as this season has been, and as resourceful as the Vikings had been, the way that first half went and the way they looked, um, I think a lot of people were probably heading towards writing their stories and columns at halftime. Um. Pardon my language, that's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I mean, a team can play that bad and then come back and outscore a team 39 to 3 in the second half. I mean, it was, and, and to be in the Vikings' locker room afterwards, you got a sense at how the different wide range of emotions, but also from the players almost felt bewildered too. Like, what just happened?
2: Yeah, I don't think you do that without that feeling. I, I think, uh, NFL Network had a stat on TV afterwards that teams that trailed or, yeah, teams that trailed by thirty or more at halftime are one one thousand five hundred forty eight and one. Impressive that you remember that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I saw it 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 after the game. Uh, This doesn't happen. I mean, this the fact that you can even get it that close. We 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 saw something kind of similar last year when the Vikings were up. Twenty nine, 0 at halftime against the Steelers, and it came down to the last drive when I think Harrison Smith had to make a, a break up against uh, Pat Fryermoth and Roethlisberger's last game here. But this is another, you know, four points basically on top of that. I mean, they, Patrick Peterson said he told them in the locker room, "We all we need is five touchdowns." And Cousins, Cousins said after the game, I thought he was being sarcastic. Like, <laughs> you know, you're thinking, hey, you know, it's not over. We need only five touchdowns. You know, it's one of those, if you have a 25 point play in the book, we'll be fine. <laughs> so he said, I, I didn't know if he was being serious. He said, I looked at him. He said, yeah. Because Peterson said, we're not going to give up another touchdown. And the numbers in the second half, Cousins threw 417 yards in the second half. That's the most by any quarterback since at least 1991, if you take the second half alone, that is the seventh highest total of his career just in the second half. The Vikings outgained the Colts, I think, something like – they had 436 yards, I think, in the, in the second half, and then overtime obviously plays into this too. The Colts had like 132. I mean, really, it's like they, com- they had the dominating – performance we've been waiting for them to ever seen, and all three of us covered the Minneapolis Miracle.
0: It's incredible they've I've already seen references to and obviously the, the stakes are nowhere near the same but Minneapolis Miracle 2 in this building with the way that they were somehow able to come back and you bring up um, the yardage the defensive turnaround I, I mean the whole story into this game was how the defense needed to dominate, right? And it, yeah. It could defense, not have started worse. But the defense did almost nothing – well, not nothing wrong, but it wasn't their fault that they were down 30 yeah. nothing. Yeah, They let up one of the, the Colts' three touchdowns, and the whole game was just a train wreck in the first half.
2: Special teams had a lot to do with it. Yeah, I, I tweeted this
1: out. At one point, when they were down 30 to nothing, the defense had only given up 144 yards and one offensive t- touchdown, which is – Almost hard to do to be down 30 to nothing when your defense only gives up that. But, you know, the special teams and the um, the
2: pick six. Um, and the two fourth down decisions, And too. the two
1: fourth downs, which, you know, I, I, it felt like O'Connell was panicking a little
2: bit there with those calls, I thought. What's the phrase in poker when you're playing on, on full tilt, when you're, like, just chasing hands, you're, you're losing? And I, I think that's the phrase. I don't play a lot of poker. Yeah. Um, it just felt like he was desperate at yeah, that point. Yeah, like, think, the, like,
1: this first half's a train wreck. I'm just going to try, you know, yeah. anything here. And, you know, when they came out three and out to start the second half, you're thinking, okay, just put the backups in.
0: It was great because Patrick Peterson was talking after the game, and he's, he was talking about willing the team in the in the halftime. We only need five scores, that whole thing. And then he goes – and I was telling the offense, they just need to go out and score right away. And he goes, and they didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was just this – he's like, and we I knew. Yeah, We said, we knew. We just needed to kind of cr- claw back. But it, it didn't start off great in the second half either, Chip. No, and that's – I mean
1: – and I wrote about this, and it's – I think we were talking about this comeback, and I think the other part of the narrative is – they had 14 points taken away by the officials yes. on I just thought were egregious calls. The first one, I thought Pittman was still fighting for yards. I mean, it, forward progress, we've seen forward progress go a lot longer uh, than that. You see running backs all the time, kind of the pile stops, and then it just keeps going, and they just let it play out. That one felt like Pittman was still fighting for yards and trying to get upfield, and I don't know why. they. It was a quick whistle – the second one with three and a half minutes to go is just inexcusable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just I mean Agreed. that was not even he was standing up. Now I know he was in a pile of bodies, but uh, how you miss that one? I don't know.
2: Well, and the thing on the on the forward progress thing that would have really gotten people even more upset about it is if Matt Ryan had been given a first down on that last one because that was one of those where his first effort didn't make it, second surge kind of got him there, kind of getting pushed from behind a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of, it's a judgment call, obviously, when you blow those things dead. But had they let that one go and then spotted it where I kind of thought they were going to, and they, they moved the spot back uh, uh, just enough that was that gave the Vikings the ball back. But had that gone against them too, I I think I mean I, when when Sullivan's second one came back, I don't think I've ever seen a team react to officiating. Almost across the board, you had Sullivan yeah. take his helmet yep. off, and yep. it was not hard to read his lips uh, afterwards. The, the phrase started with WTF. Um, Patrick Peterson laying on the field. I It looked like a tantrum. It looked like, I was going to say, it, it, my, my youngest daughter turned eight yesterday. <laughs> it looked like something I would have seen her do when she was two. <laughs> I, I mean, it, yes, it looked like a full-body tantrum, yep. but – you know it it, uh emotive I I suppose there was reason for it based on how they saw things at the time but yeah I mean it it was and you're kind of sitting there thinking how many penalties are they going to get out of this and how much is that going to change the possibility of the game and initially when they didn't give them the ball I'm thinking not only are they not going to get the ball they're going to have a bunch of unsportsmanlike conduct penalties they're going to push the Colts further up the fact that they got the ball out of it didn't hurt them as much but yeah that was a wild one
1: yeah and and I was telling Andrew before, we went on. just. This was the first time in my 30-year career I wrote about the officially uh, officiating because I mean bad calls. Yeah, happen. you were our pool reporter. Yeah, tonight. I was the pool reporter uh, just because we had uh, Star Tribune had numbers and you know somebody has to sit, sit back and talk to the. Yes, we team often now. do at Vikings um, like
2: games. We had numbers. Yes,
1: but that was those calls were such an integral part of this game yeah. that I think it's unavoidable that you you can't just say eh, bad calls happen. They go back. You know, each team gets something. I mean, those were so over the top. In the way that they took points off the board, and and I don't even think they were. People might debate the first one. I don't think it's debatable.
2: Well, the first one too. Not only did it take points off the board, the Colts punted, got the and Vikings pinned up, and then Cousins threw the pick six after yeah. Jefferson had to leave the game because of the chess injury. And then
1: twenty three. The difference between twenty three to seven and thirty nothing. Yes, quite a big difference. Quite a big difference. Um, so and and you know, uh, the pool, the Walt Anderson, the uh, NFL senior VP, was on the call with. Yep uh Trey Blake the the referee here and he he handled the second call because they you know because the the replay booth caught that one but i don't i just thought the either spoken or unspoken um rule was let it play out that's why you have replay <laughs> they can fix it on the back you know afterwards but just let it play out don't have there's no need to have a quick whistle in today's football